Buckle up. Welcome to Musicians and Beyond, where we bring you the backstage info on the life, lyrics, and long journeys of the music and entertainment industry. This is John Sarabian. I am here with Mark Lahorn, and we have an incredible co-host, Johnny Pizzi. He is uh, very well known around the area. Johnny, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Great to be here. I'm it, excited about this. Yeah, we're glad that you're here. You're glad. I mean, you do a little bit of everything. You're out in the circuit. You're a musician, a magician, um, a singer. You're an actor. Wow. And, and you, wow. You're That's, big. Gee, I didn't realize all I did all these good things. You, you do. And, and we're going to get to our guest in a minute. And that's how we tied you into this because you're part of a lot that this guy does. But we're going to recap a little bit of episode 22 the other day. Mark, that was incredible. It was great having Zachary on, on the show. He was uh, He's amazingly talented. He's a wonderful kid. His parents seem to have done the right thing with him. You can see it in every way that he comports himself. It was, it was fun having him here. Yeah, it was great. The kids, he's on the voice, like literally on the voice. He drove over an hour to get here, and Mark had to ki- kindly tell him, you know, Zachary, you might be hitting hitting traffic. He was having a ball here. He was playing for the staff at the studio. Yeah. He enjoyed himself. He really fun. did. Yeah. He he really did, and I hope he goes uh, goes far. So you know, you you mentioned that he's on the Voice, and you know, we have we're fortunate to have as a co-host Johnny, and he's got the classic Boston accent. Uh, I think you know, every time I hear him, either at, at any one of the comedy shows, anywhere I hear him on TV, radio, or whatever, it just takes you right to. Right to Boston. You know, I don't care where I was in the world. I'd know that guy's from Boston. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a great story. I was in Toronto, Canada. I took my sons, and I'm going back over 30 years ago. took them to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And there's this exhibit there where Bobby Orr, they do the Bobby Orr scoring the championship goals. You know, Orr to Sanderson, Sanderson. So you, you become the announcer. So here I am, Toronto, Canada, and I'm doing it. Okay, Bobby, you got the puck. He throws it to Sanderson. Sanderson back to score. Somebody ran around the, the thing and said to me, oh, my God, it's Johnny Peasy. I'd know that voice anywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely would. Johnny, we got a great guest today. This is episode 23. And uh, I think you're probably the best person to introduce him and tell us a little bit about, about our guest. That is certainly my honor. You know, I've been very, very fortunate over the past uh, seven or eight years to, uh, to be involved in his productions. And uh, this guy here, I am always in awe of the things he does. When he puts these shows together, he gets the cream of the crop, talented singers. It's amazing. And what I find amazing is the way he listens to somebody sing. He could tell them exactly where to go with it, what to do with it, how to do with it. Same with the musicians. And he just is, is an amazing talent, which I'm really uh, honored and proud to be a part of. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd love to introduce to you my dear friend, my co-artist, Mr. Richie Willis. Hey, Richie, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been to your shows, and everything Johnny said is is true. It's they're unbelievable. It's like having a Hollywood style show right in our own backyard. Well, thank you, John. You, you do a lot of them right here in, in the area of New England, uh, in Stoneham, yeah, in, in at the theater. But you you know do a lot of stuff everywhere, so. You know, really very impressed with what you do. Well, thank you, John. Well, when we started our relationship with Stoneham Theater eight years ago, uh, we found uh, that it was the perfect venue for what I wanted to do with the uh, production company. 
And, uh, and we've been back there ever since, every year, uh, with the exception of one because of the pandemic. But uh, we continue to uh, have a relationship, working relationship with the theater, and, and we have an upcoming show next month. Can you tell us about the show? What's, what's it called? How do we get tickets? All of that. Okay. Well, it's the ultimate tribute show. You know, a lot of bands will uh, put together a tribute show for a specific artist, a specific band. But uh, we decided to take it a step further, and, and our tribute show covers some of the most incredible singers that have passed on over the last seven decades. Uh, to give you an example, uh, Whitney Houston, Luther Vandross, Otis Redding, Elvis Presley, Karen Carpenter, John Lennon, and many others, Motown singers. Prince. Prince, yeah. And, and we decided to uh, package all of those great songs into one show. And uh, it's, it's a lot of work, uh, but I have the singers that can, can handle the, the songs that we're, we're going to be performing. Now, we're not trying to emulate, we're not trying to sound like or imitate any of the artists that we're honoring. We're giving it our own flavor, our own style. Uh, and, and a lot of the arrangements that we do uh, are original arrangements of the original songs that were recorded back then. And so uh, it, it's working out so far. We've added different twists this time around. We have done the show before, but uh, we've decided to bring in some professional dancers as well. Wow. In certain spots of the show, they'll, they'll be dancing. Are they from the Golden Banana? Well, I was just going to ask. I hope Johnny's not one of the dancers. Are you? <laughs> John had his chance at dancing. We, we did a show uh, a few years back called Open Mic at Mookie's Place. John played the character of Mookie. And, um, and, and again, we were, uh, we were singing songs from other artists in this particular show. And John decided to uh, sing a Michael Jackson song. And he wanted to dance. Was it was it Beat It? No, it was a Billie Jean. Billie Jean, Billie Jean, yeah. Do you remember it, Johnny? Oh, very well. <laughs> well, you know, I got to say, to, to be how, honest. How'd it go? Well, let me just say this. Could you uh, sing it right now? Uh, boom, 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 doom, 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 doom. No, when I, my kids were young, uh, 19, that's when it came out, about 1980, 81, Billie Jean. And I actually learned the whole thing step by step, moonwalk and everything. But of course, I was a lot younger then too. And so then when we did this two years ago, my body couldn't make it through the first 15 <laughs> seconds of the, of the song, you know. But it was fun. It was, it was, com it was comedic, which is, you know, what I do. I'm, right. I'm not a singer. <clears throat> and, uh, but, you know, Richie has been able to take, you know, whatever talents I have and uh, utilize him for the show, and you know, and when he, like I said, when he does something, he always does it up fantastic. Right. It's I mean, that amazing. place holds like 350, 360, and you guys sell out. We uh, we do pretty well there. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah it's it's crazy. Well. And, and the dates, I believe, in November 11th, 12th, and 13th. Yes, the 11th is a Friday night show at seven o'clock. Uh, on the 12th, we have a matinee at two o'clock and an evening show at seven o'clock. And then our final show is on Sunday the 13th at 3 o'clock. You know, one of the things I, I, I got to tell you, you know, the, the, the ensemble that he puts together is just amazing. But the hardest part is really getting everybody together because everybody's got day jobs and they get gigs. And, you know, the, and so how, we, how he's able to, 
collectively bring this all together always amazes me until even the last just be, the night before the show like oh my god we're gonna... and but these guys are such professional and gals are such professionals that the way it comes together is absolutely when i tell you magical it's magical yeah well when you're sitting on the other side of it when i'm out in the crowd watching this it's seamless and you know it you don't realize how much work and time and effort goes into it well the way he does things i mean he he's the director he's the producer he acts, he sings, you know, he's, he's even more than the glue that puts it all together, which is, all, like I said, I'm just in awe of watching the way he handles everybody. And, you know, you have to be careful, Richie, because, you know, again, these guys, these girl, guys and gals are coming from their jobs and trying to get to the rehearsal. And, you know, you don't want to say too much because, all right, well, you know, but he handles it perfectly. And uh, the, the way, it's just the way he does it is just amazing. Well, yeah. it's, it's the organizational skills that I learned uh, growing up in a dysfunctional family in Malden. Back in <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, son. Malden seems to be the center of the universe because Mark's a Malden boy, too. I am. Uh, Every, everything revolves around Malden. It, it has been the center of attention for a long, long time, you know. Absolutely. There's some great talent that came out of Malden. There really is. Gary Sharon from Extreme. Yeah. Dave Russo. Dave Russo, comic, yep, yep, yep. Um, oh, Green. Paul Gilligan. Paul Gilligan's a great talent. Paul Mom. Gilligan, oh, that's yes. right, an electrician and, yes. and a great comedian. He's a funny, funny, funny guy. Uh, the song now, Spirit in the Sky. That's how I was Norman, Norman, Norman Greenbaum. Norman Greenbaum. Now, I grew up in East Boston, and I swear to you that when I heard Malden, I, all I could think of was the country and horses and like, you live in Malden? Horses. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just to me, it just sounded like, oh, my God. Because I never got over the bridge, you know, out of East Boston or through the tunnel, you know. Well, you were surprised when you saw the sign entering Malden, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> thought it was the other end of the world. So, Richie, let me ask you, your, your shows, how many have you put on at the Stoneham Theater now? Oh, I'd say seven, seven shows over the last eight years. Yeah, we missed one year. And you're the producer, director? I am. Yeah. A control freak. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get a good group of people there, and it looks like they have fun. I see, you know, Johnny will post and Vanessa will post, and you guys are having fun backstage, you know. We do. Playing, we have, playing we around. It looks like it's a fun job to have. I, I'll say this. Uh, for me, performing has always been um, a spiritual experience. And I think it is for a lot of performers. They may not realize it. They may not acknowledge that. But it's something that comes from deep within our being, performing. And uh, it is a spiritual experience. And, and, and I, I mentioned today to somebody that um, music is probably the only universal language that works collectively across a board. You can communicate with anybody from any cultural background, any social background, any ethnic background through music, you know? Right. And uh, it's hard to say that about anything else. Uh, but when we get together, we, we have such a, a, a spiritual bond, and that's what I feel, you know? And you, you feel it in the room when the, when the energy, the energy uh, when we all gather in the room to, to rehearse or when we gather in the room to, uh, to, before we go up, to perform, we're downstairs in the dressing room. You just feel that energy. You feel all that energy, and it and it permeates throughout the entire cast. And so that's that's why we do it. We do it. I mean, we, we have so much fun. Yes, but.
but it's just that the only time in my calendar year that I have that feeling and connection is is when we do the show. Excellent. You know, I think one of the best compliments that's been paid to you that I've heard, and and Johnny just said it, but uh, Mr. Sarabian here mentioned Vanessa, and and anytime we talk about the show she's doing and, and what she's, when she talks about you, she glows. She loves working with you. She loves being a part of that show. She loves, you know, getting in there with the cast that you put together. She will say it's the best time she's ever had up on stage. And and that's a compliment to you and I think uh, that the team that you put together. So congratulations. That's oh, Thank you. Thank you. You know, I I really am in awe of these when I watch these singers sing. And probably one of the things that um, that I admire, my father was an opera singer. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, way before I was born. My father was 52 when I was born. My mother was 25. Certainly not a marriage made in heaven, trust me. And um, but when he was 18 years old, he he was given a full scholarship to the Boston Conservatory of Music, wow. and he had a great. He was called the uh, Boston Crusoe with the looks of with the voice of Crusoe and the looks of Valentino. So it should have been. But as life sometimes things doesn't work out the way it should, and unfortunately he wasn't the uh, household name he should have been. But um, that's why I'm in awe of singers. I just watched these them sing and. And over the years, he's had so many other, you know, singers too. Vinny, Vinny Stracia, who who was a great addition. God bless the, Vinny, the late Vinny Stracia. But you know, the people that he just puts on there, just it's like when the bell rings. It's like everybody, you know. Sometimes we have rehearsals and we're like, oh, okay, you know, let's get this going. Blah blah blah. It's like the minute that bell rings, bang! It's like they're just energized and you know they're like focused and. And their best comes out. It's just amazing. Real professionals. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. really amazing. I mean, it, it's not just a show. It is like a real professional show you would see in Vegas, Hollywood, something like that. It is. I've had, you know, I've had family and friends come over the years to see the show. And, and most of the time, they didn't know what to expect. And after the show, they come up to me and they say, Johnny, we had, we had no idea. That was an amazing show. We cannot even believe it. And sometimes you try to describe it to somebody, and you can't describe it sometimes. But when people see the show, they are totally blown away. Johnny, you just said something, and I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but it, it, before it escapes my mind, which happens a lot, I'll never revisit past memories. I can't remember what happened yesterday. But you mentioned your dad being creative and being you know, a performer. It passes down through the generations, and it made me wonder, where did Mr. Willis get his chops? Anyone in your family, musical, Actually, theatrical? Yeah, yeah, my dad... Was uh, my dad's from Kentucky and he played guitar, country singer, uh, which, but just played at home. He didn't never gigged or work professionally, but it was a hobby of his. And and my mom liked to sing, and my mom had harmony skills. My mom is an Italian, who was born in this country, but her parents were born in Italy. Okay, and they came over. Then she was born right after they came over. So. She had harmony skills, and I, so I guess that's where I got it. And, and on Sunday, they'd fight all week. <laughs> they'd argue all week. But on Sunday, he'd break out get the, the guitar and start singing, Well, I've got heartaches by the number, troubles by the score. And she would harmonize with him. And she didn't know he was singing about her. <laughs> <laughs> but a bing. But anyway, uh, they, but they would they would sing harmony and she, and they would and that would continue for for a while for a couple of hours, and I, I guess I I just sat there listening, 
I had nothing else to do but sit there and listen. Uh, I was just, I was a toddler. And, but I, I liked it. And I remember when I was five years old, I learned a song that I heard on the radio called Bebop, I Love You Baby. And, um, and I would just walk around the house singing Bebop, I Love You Baby, I'm sticking. And my mother would make me sing it to the neighbors. She said, you have to hear Richie sing that song. <laughs> Richie sing that song. So uh, I'd sing it. Sometimes I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so writer, producer, director, now we know singer. Now, where else has singing taken you along in your career? Okay, so when I really started singing, um, I, I want to say this. I have to tell this story. I was down at St. Rocco's Festival in Malden, St. Rocco's Edgeworth, Festival. Edgeworth, yeah. absolutely. I was there in 1965, and I heard an a cappella group in front of St. Peter's Church singing doo-wop. And I'll never forget that warm August night, hearing those voices resonate in the crowd. And I was with my best friend at the time, Jimmy O'Rook, bless his soul. And I, I looked at him and I said, we have to learn how to do that. We, we have to do that. I want to do that. How old were you now? And he, I was 14. 14. And he said, I do too. I want to do that too. So we'd get together and we practiced two-part harmony. And the song that we sang was the one that you and I sang in the show last year, What's Your Name? What's Your Name? Yeah, we name? sang that. And, and, and we would practice that until we had it down, two-part harmony, dawn in one. And then we grabbed another singer. We found Gino Duggan. And, and Gino was our third singer, and we started singing three-part harmony. And then we, were all, we would always get together at the same location in Malden Square, on the street corner. That's where the last days of doo-wop came, that story. from. That's That happened. And we'd stand in the doorway. Now, the older guys who I heard sing at St. Rocco's, they would come by every once in a while, one or two of them, and they'd listen. It's not bad. And they'd try to show us some stuff. You know, hey, try this, try this. So we learned a lot from the older guys. And and we kept singing. And and we added two more guys. We had a, Now we had a full group. We had a bass singer and four other singers. And, uh, and, and we started looking for gigs. And we got our first job at the Malden High School Valentine's Dance. We made $10 each. And back in 1966, 67, that's a big deal, 10 bucks. Uh, so we, we sang for uh, a little while longer after that. And then one day, I was over at Jumio Rook's house. We were talking about practicing and songs we were going to learn. And there was a knock on the door. And two of the older guys that I had seen singing back in the day came to the door, and they pulled me outside, and they said, hey, we want you to sing with us. You want to sing with Now, these guys are four years older than me. When you're, when you're 17 years old, that's a big deal. The guys 21 and 22 years old want you to sing with them. I said, yeah, sure. And that's how The Better Way got started. Wow. It's a great story. Absolutely. Great story. We love hearing the, the, the backstage info of how stuff all evolves and you know how you got into everything. So yeah. that's that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That's a great with story. us. Yeah, it is. Love it. it is good. And for those listening at home, San, St. Rocco's down in Edgeworth still going on. Uh, I think they have a big anniversary last year, but a great show every year. Mm-hmm. Great performers. They always have Sunday night. You know the the last big gig, and they usually have someone uh, a pretty good note up on stage. So if you if you're in Malden during the summer, get down there. That's the place to be. Right, and you're listening to Musicians of Beyond with uh, Sarabian 
Lawhorn and Pizzy. I kind of like that. It sounds good. Put it all together. Lawhorn Sarabian. Sounds like a law firm. It is. Right. (laughs) Uh, But we're here with Richie Willis. Who's the uh, comedian? Actually, it sounds like a shady law firm. (laughs) (laughs) You hit the nail on the head there. Um, But Richie puts together these shows, and he has one coming up. It's called Their Songs Live On. It features all of these artists, musical artists of the past. Um, You can go to the Greater Boston Stage Company website and purchase tickets. If you love music, this is going to be a great show. They have uh, performers uh, bringing back the likes of Luther Vandross, uh, Whitney Houston, John Lennon, Prince. Uh, there's so many other performers going to be uh, represented there. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful night. If you have a chance, go to that website, buy your tickets. How many seats in the facility? 350. 350, and they're going to be sold out real fast. So make sure you're there. And if I could uh, talk a little bit about uh, the performers that will be in the show. Of course, Johnny Peasy will be there. Now, uh, typically, a show like this, there, there wouldn't really be a slot for Johnny. So we, we, we carved one. We, we found one. We, because Johnny has taught me from working with Johnny in shows that you really need to have a balance of light and dark, you know, hard and soft, you, you have to have a piece of comedy in, in what you do. People like to laugh. And you, you have to give them a reason to laugh. You, they need to experience the full myriad of their emotions in, in a performance, in a two-hour show. And so Johnny has helped us do that, his talents and his, his ability. And so we, we have Johnny uh, recreating a couple of characters that he did in previous shows. And, uh, and, 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 and even a new one that he hasn't done. Uh, and he's going to sing. He's going to sing wow. in the show. And we, what we did was, I, I don't want to let the cat out the bag here, but, but the, the, the song that he does is uh, and from his, his favorite artist of all time, I think, right? Oh, the Beatles. Art, the Beatles, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it's a John Lennon song that he sings. But... Um, but we bring the whole cast in and support him in this song, and, and, and it becomes a big production before the song is over. It's well, you know, when, when I, I, sometimes I go over Richie's house and we go back and forth with and when he come up with this, this concept, this idea for me, because I always say, like, what am I going to do in this? I don't sing, you know? And he says, no, 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 Johnny, we, we, we got, I got something in mind for you. And we go over this thing, and he tells me, the, the hears on my arms stood up. I went, oh my God. I mean, it, it, it actually highlights me and makes me look you know, pretty good because again, I'm not a singer, but the way he's put it together with the whole, what, like me going out there first, playing a little bit on a piano and then you know, singing this, then all of a sudden I you know, turn around, you got the whole cast behind me and it becomes like this whole, this whole scene, this whole tribute to John Lennon. And I'm telling you, everybody I've talked to about it, every you know, they've all said the same thing. Oh my God, Johnny, that that sounds fantastic. So, you know, I I, I give a lot to Richie because, again, my first thing is, oh, what am I going to do in this? It's all, and these singers, when I tell you, these, the singers that he has, oh my, and not only singers, but you know, there's no there's no tracks, there's no music tracks. This is all live music, and he's got some of the greatest musicians that have been around for many, Sammy Biancuso, Billy Barrasso, and uh, John Zucco. 
these guys are fantastic musicians, and he's he brings it all together, and it's it's. I'm telling you, you're you're in awe. I'm in awe watching them, and then I go, oh my god, I'm even a part of this, which is great. That is great. And I'd like, to, if I could, I'd like to talk yeah. about the singers. About uh, yeah, we'd love to hear about uh, yeah, them. Yeah, so we have two uh, male singers and two female singers as part of the. Uh, the vocal part of the show, and uh, myself, well, myself included, there's three males, but uh, but Jimmy Martin is the, uh, I want to say, I, wanna, I don't want to say former lead singer of the uh, of North Shore Acapella, because uh, the group isn't officially defunct, it's it's still, some part of it is still out there, but, uh, he, but he's a great, great lead singer, and we've done work together in the past, we've, we've done different projects together, he and I. John Grant III is the uh, other male singer. Phenomenal voice, phenomenal singer. Uh, he's from Los Angeles, and, uh, and, and he's been out here for a few years. And I, I was fortunate enough to meet him as soon as he moved out here before anybody else got their hands on him. And, uh, and, and we've been working together for the last, since he's been here for the last three or four years, projects. The girls that sing in the show... Uh, Brenda Lau Anderson, she is the Pan American Idol champion, American Idol show in Panama, and and she was the uh, 2010 champion. And there were some great singers in that show, uh, phenomenal singers, and uh, and she won that. She speaks four languages. She sings in four languages. She's a beautiful person, incredibly talented. And and the and, and the other girl that sings in the show, Conchetta DeBrito, is uh, currently she's uh, the most sought after jingle artist in the area. She does uh, uh, all these jingles uh, on, on the radio and TV. Ernie, Ernie Bach Jr. Da, 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 da. She does that and uh, a bunch of others. And and she works. She collaborates with a guy named David Foster. Are you familiar with the name? Oh my, David Foster? He's one of the great... He's like the yeah. hit maker. He wrote all of a lot of Whitney Houston's hit songs, and he, he's, he's big time, big, big, big guy. And, she, and she's one of his favorite uh, singers. That says a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wow. says a lot. That yeah. is amazing. So we have some great, great singers in the show. And then the band is my old disco band from back in the day, Breakaway, uh, all the Breakaway musicians... Along with them, we have a few others, uh, a sax player named J.O. Wharton that I first started working with in the business 50 years ago. And we have a young guy who is uh, the, the youngest member of, of the entire group, the keyboard player. He's a friend of Brenda's, Brenda Laos. He's from uh, Argentina, and he's an incredible keyboard player. He's a teacher over at Berkeley. Wow. Now, you've played with Breakaway many, many years ago, and, and you brought them all back together. How did you pick and select the people that are performing with you now, Brenda? Uh, lucky. Conchetta. I got lucky. I got lucky, really. Uh, every year, uh, something will happen. In other words, I, I, I start with uh, a cast of singers, and then for one reason or another, uh, somebody maybe can't make it for that the next year's show. Uh, they have something else going on, or... Or it's it's not a show that I want to use a particular singer in, you know. So uh, and and so I I I I, I get lucky. I mean, uh, Brenda, I put an ad in Berkeley uh, in the Berkeley newspaper, or the, uh, the website Berkeley website, 
and uh, and she responded to it. In fact, that's how I got. Uh, you saw the last show, Last Days of Doo Wop, that yes. we did last year. Uh, one of the, the youngest singer in the in the Doo Rays, uh, he responded to a Berkeley ad as well. He was a Berkeley student last year, and wow. so uh, sometimes I'll get them through Berkeley, uh, or sometimes just uh, talking around to other people, finding about. Every time I meet a new singer or a new, new new person in the cast, they'll say, hey, I've got a friend. If you need somebody, I say, oh, okay. And, and then the time will, without question, come that I'll have to uh, find out who that person is that they were talking about. Now, when they respond, do you have a number of responses and then you hold an audition? Or is it you just you meet someone you hear and then you're like, you know what, yeah. that's it? Yeah, yeah. I, well, initially I did. When, when, when we first started eight years ago, I had to have auditions. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I was a newbie, I didn't know who was out there. I was removed from the music business around here. Uh, I hadn't been in the business for at least ten years, so I I I I wasn't connected. I lost my my connections in the business. So we don't have to do that anymore. Uh, we don't have to audition anymore because a lot of times people will respond uh, or they'll come to the show and say, "Hey, listen, if you need somebody." Uh, Johnny, how did you guys meet? You guys seem to be very close. Uh, that, <clears throat> that's a good question, Rich. Well, how did, how did, I know, you know, it's funny. I, I've heard, you know, before I knew Richie, I had heard and I've heard about him and, you know, there's a lot of things that he did. And I just think that, oh, I think, I think it was at Bobby C's. Did you go to a time that I was at? We were at the same time. I don't know. I, I, I somebody's don't birthday because, you know, the, the Maduno family. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it could have happened that yeah. way. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Because you guys work a lot together and you work very well together. Yeah. You know, well, all of these shows and, and supporting I, each other. I just follow his lead. You know, oh, he he no. puts me in situations where <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I mean, he, you know, he has seen me enough, you know, in, in the comedy clubs and he has seen me done comedy and he's seen me do magic. And he's, um, I didn't, you know, I, acting was never a big thing in my, in that, in my life, but you know, he's put me again in a situation where, you know, I've been on stages. Nothing. When I tell you, I've been a stand-up for uh, almost forty years. I, I've, I've done. I've worked in Vegas, Atlantic City, uh, Reno, Laughlin, uh, all around the country. There is nothing like being in a play, and you know, you 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 you're sending out your lines, and people got to. You know, follow you, and you know, and, and it's just amazing. It's what a feeling that is to be a part of a cast like that. Nothing like it in show business, live acting, where you know it's not like TV where you could cut. All right, let's you know, let's do that over again. Or if you're making a movie, all right, let's take seventy six. You know, boom, let's do it over again. No, 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 no. When you are in a live play, yeah. you've got to get it down the first time. And you know, he's again, he's put me in great situations. Um, you know, I'm still sometimes when people say, well, you know, what do you do? I never say, well, I'm an actor too, you know? And I mean, I know, I know there's some, there's some comedians out there that have been extras, you know, and I've been an extra many times and they'll put down actor and I, and I say to myself, yeah, really, you know, come on, you know? So, well, um, well, I, I will say though, that in spite of the fact that Johnny is marginally uh, talented, <laughs> uh, what what makes this whole uh, relationship that we have uh, really appetizing for me is that he won't take any money for any of the performances. He refuses uh, pay. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're both very humble. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, again, I'm in awe when I see what he does as a singer. And, you know, I think he respects uh, what I do, too. He's not in awe because he's a a funny guy. No, no. Wait a minute, Richie. You're a funny guy yourself. He's given me many ideas that I've taken up on stage and bombed with. But it's okay, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Someone has to be a sacrificial lamb for my creativity. But... But, but, but no, the truth of the matter is, Johnny is a very talented guy. All right, here we go. But no, Johnny is a very talented guy. He, he, he does a lot of things. You know, I, I go down to the comedy club where he uh, hosts uh, Prince. And, you know, he had, the big names are out there on the, the marquee. You know, and and they're, they're, they're talented. But Johnny, in my opinion, is more talented than any of the other comics that I've seen. Because he, he has more tools in his toolbox than all these other guys. Johnny, and, and, and he's not afraid to try a new tool, you know. Uh, he can entertain you for an hour with card tricks. He can entertain you for an hour with his stand-up comedy. He can entertain you singing and playing the piano. And he's, he can act. He can uh, do, uh, do situation comedy. He can, he, he can do it all. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're really good at it. You've you're responsible for millions of dollars being raised for different charities. Also, you've spearheaded a lot, and you know that's very admirable of you to go I, up and, and you tailor it to the crowd. You could go to a nursing home, which I do, and it, and it would be which I do. I do assisted livings. I do nursing homes, and then um, you could go to a biker bar. And, and tailor it to there, and and I and I go into children's hospital for the kids and do shows for them too. Yeah, it's wonderful. But I got to tell you, uh, one of my big thrills. Um, so I got a call uh, one day from Mr. Bill Belichick, um, and he uh, Lenny Clark had given my name. He was looking for a magician, so uh, so Bill called. So I knew he was calling me. So I, of course you have to act like no big deal say hey bill how you doing what can i do for you you know he say hey would you come into you know if i come down in nantucket and my son's bachelor party and so i said okay bill yeah no problem you know he goes you know what do you want to do it i said um uh, four tickets to the games and uh you sit in your seats and i'll see you what they go yeah done you know see so flies i brought my son he flies his boat to nantucket thank god i do close-up magic because i go to a restaurant and there's 20 guys 20 or 30 guys i was about 30 and all behind me just looking i go oh my god this i got i better be good and i and so i you know blew them away then bill says to me would you go downstairs and do that for all the wives and the girlfriends (laughs) and then i go downstairs and do that for them then he goes okay now we're going to my house and we walked three blocks away from the and he had a circus tent. I had to do a stage magic show too and i was hugged more by bill belichick Serious in, the, in those few hours than I'd been for all the years of marriage. I'm telling he, I'm telling he hugged me and tell me, oh my god, and we still keep in contact. You know, and I send them texts, hey, congratulations on this and that. And Great. but you know, Bill is nothing like you see on TV. I just want you to know he is one of the nicest guys. Loves jokes. The dirtier, the better. He'll, <laughs> you tell him a dirty joke, he'll tell you one even dirtier. You know, he's he's that type of person. But you know, when you see him on TV, yeah, no, uh, good game. Uh, my done. You know, it's not like that at all. That's what I love about it. Yeah, great, Richie. A little while ago, you said something that, that you mm-hmm. left music for a while. You left entertaining. What'd you do in between, and why did you take a little break? Well, I uh, well, as you know, the music industry. I just have to back up a little bit. Uh, so, 
when uh, disco came came out, uh, bands that were performing in nightclubs tailored their repertoire to, to that of what was being played on the radio, which was disco music. But then DJs came on the scene, and club owners everywhere realized they didn't need to pay for a, a live band. And a lot of times they were bringing in bands from uh, out of state. And so they had to put them up in hotel rooms, provide them with meal money. So now all of this went away. All they had to do was bring in a local DJ to play music. People were still on the dance floor dancing and drinking, and everybody was happy. And club owners were making more money. And so live bands started to fall apart. And they started to downsize first and just to survive. And uh, when I saw that was happening, I was fortunate enough to realize that we had to reinvent ourselves. And that's when I started North Shore Acapella back in 1980, right, at, right when disco was, you know, really happened. And what we were able to do, uh, we, we were able to do something that nobody else was doing. We, we had five guys that could sing. Didn't need a big PA system, didn't need a booking agent. We could go book ourselves anywhere because all we have to do is show up and start singing in a room. And, they, and that's our audition, you know. And they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and anytime someone's sing, when you have a group of singers singing harmony, it's hitting you in the face. It's going to have the same effect on you that it had on me as a 14-year-old down at St. Rocco's. And so that's what we did, and it became very successful really quick. You know, we started uh, working in all these different rooms. Uh, we were the hottest thing in Faneuil Hall back in the time. Yeah. Back at that time, Faneuil Hall was jumping. And so we had a lot of work and made a lot of money, got a lot of all these corporate executives came into Faneuil Hall and they said, wow, look at these guys. They hadn't seen anything like it. Now we were being hired to go to all these special events, uh, and, you know, Traverse City, Bermuda. Las Vegas, all these different places. So it was, it, it became a great, successful business, and uh, and I, I probably should have stayed in North Shore Acapella, but <laughs> but I decided, you know, I we got to a point where um, we we even recorded a forty-five, a couple of songs that I had written, but we got to a point where it started getting a little stagnant. The guys, I felt the energy around me was getting weak. And I decided uh, I, I, I took a friend up on an offer. A friend of mine was in L.A., and he said, listen, I'm starting a production company. Uh, I'd love to have you come out here, work with me, and, you know, we, this can happen and that. So I said, you know what, maybe it's worth the shot. So I did. I drove out to L.A. and stayed there for a little while, but uh, never got off the ground. And, um, and while I was there, uh, a good friend of mine, Frank Renzulli from East Boston, was there at the same time. He had just moved there. He was a struggling actor. And another guy from New York moved there at the same time, and he was a struggling actor named Chaz Palminteri. <laughs> and, uh, and we would get together on Monday nights, the three of us, and we'd go to showcases. And uh, Chaz would get up and sing, and, you know, and Frankie would laugh. And... Uh, and I actually put together an a cappella group in L.A. I, I found five singers, and, and so we started singing at the showcases as well. But anyway, nothing really got off the ground, and I knew that I'd have to really be there for a long time to make things happen. So I decided to come back and started another a cappella group that, again, is still together. 
40 years later, street magic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, only we were night magic at the time. They, when I left, they changed it. So anyway, uh, after a while, things started getting stagnant again, and, and I'm that kind of a person. You know, I, I won't stay with something just because it's making money. You know, I need to feel something inside. And I left. That's interesting. So uh, leaving a band of, of that, that style and doing production and directing, I imagine the stage gives you a little bit more creative liberties and, and, and maybe a little bit more fulfillment because it's always changing. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I can always you know, write a new show. You yeah. know, I can, so, uh, so I'm able to create. I'm able to write songs that I use for the show. I'm able to write dialogue that I use in the show. I create scenarios, create a scene. You know, it's... So create a story. So uh, it, it's fun. I, I'm just fortunate enough to have talented people that want to go along for the ride. I'm really blessed. It's incredible. Good for you. So you guys did a duo. I mean, in the last, in, show. In the last yeah. show. We did. Do you remember what the duo was? What's your name? Do you remember how it goes? I do. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? No, 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 Jonah. Let's get the right key here. What's your name? No. What's your name? What? That's you. Oh. What's your name? Is it Mary or Sue? What's your name? Do I stand a chance with you? It's so hard to find a personality with charms like yours for me. Ooh, ooh. Ooh-wee, what's your name, what's your name, should we do what what All right. Perfect. <laughs> you still got it. And the house you comes still down. Got it. That was good, man. Good. So this was great having That's you funny. guys in. Uh, Mark, you know, Musicians and Beyond, myself. Johnny Pizzy, I mean, we might have to put him on the payroll and have him as the uh, the third wheel. I'll, I'll sit the next few shows out and see how it goes for him. <laughs> okay, okay. And, and Richie, again, how do people find out information on the show you have up and coming? Well, they can go to the theater website, uh, greaterbostonstage.org, www.greaterbostonstage.org is the website, or they can call 781 279 2200 to buy tickets at the box office. Great, great. And it's a show people don't want to miss. And and you announced something to us when you came in. You have a big heart for first responders. Yes. And you did say something that you were going to do for the first responders uh, for one of your shows. And could you just yeah, let the audience know about that? I would. Uh so Friday night is our first show, Friday, November 11th, 11-11. And, uh, and I'd like to call it First Responder Night. And, uh, and I'd like to donate 20 tickets, 20 tickets to first responders. The way we can do this is if uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my phone number. The first 20 first responders that uh, call me on my phone, I'll, I'll make arrangements for them to uh, to see the show on Friday night. Wow, That's Extre- awesome. extremely generous. Very. Right. Now Johnny Pizzy was was crying over there when he heard that tickets were going to be given away. <laughs> so That's I'll have to give you that phone number. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, six one seven six zero five eight six seven four. 
<laughs> so I'll tell you, one of the things I like about it, you know, Captain Sarabian's been on the uh, Winchester Fire Department for many, many, many years. Uh, I've worked in uh, with the Sheriff's Office here in Middlesex County, and I know that these guys, the first responders, whether they work at Cataldo, they're uh, EMTs, firefighters, police officers, sheriff's deputies, all of them need something to lift them up because they work in a, a terrible environment. There's not much appreciation out there right now for, for these people that are doing what, what we need to happen in our communities, and we need the people doing it. Uh, so that's awfully, awfully generous of you, and, and, and it's, uh, it's something that's much needed in that, that community. I echo that 100%. You're absolutely right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, ash- I'm ashamed uh, with the way uh, the media and a lot of politicians have treated uh, the first responders in this country. Yep. Uh, I, I worked as an EMT. I know what it's like. I've been on the front lines with those guys, and uh, it's terrible what's happening to policemen in this country. Absolutely. Yep. I think we all feel the same way, and, and anything that we can do to support them and, and show them that uh, not – the, the entire country is not like that, that we are behind them. And I think there's a silent majority out there that is definitely right. uh, needs to step up and start sounding the horn and sounding the uh, alarms that we're going down the wrong path here. Well, you know, I just I just noticed in the paper that the like the Boston City Council, they, they approved themselves a 21% raise, right? And then we can't get these, uh, like I said, first responders, uh, more money because they don't really make a lot of money when you when you when you talk to them you you kid me that's what you're making after what you do you're saving lives on a constant constant uh, daily basis protecting our families protecting our businesses protecting our lives and and politicians get a raise of 21 percent we can't even get these guys cost of living increases exactly even our seniors can't get the right cost of living increase to, to be able to afford to live independently it's well, terrible well John will be the first to tell you. Um, that uh, whenever there's, like with 9-11, everybody was running away and firefighters and police were running toward yeah. what was happening. They run toward the danger. That's brave, that's Every- service, that's commitment. That's yeah. You know, an- another thing too, John, I, I, wanted to, I, mean, I told you about the uh, thing I did for 9-11. Yes. Six weeks after 9-11. And, you know, the worst of firefighters uh, that, that lost their lives in that fire. I did the very first fundraiser at the, uh, in conjunction with the wonderful Chelsea Fire Department. We did it at the PPC in Chelsea, where the room uh, there was 300 you know people, but there was 500 people in the room. They, uh, they, was the firefighters got a police escort all the way here, and uh, we, so I did the first fundraiser for the was the. That's awesome, and, and widows. Thank you for that. Thank and you John, for that. Johnny's always one of the first ones to step up and help out with anything that needs. This one here won't say it, but um, he does a little part in a, a, a buddy of ours is a Nashville uh, musician. He wrote a tribute song to firefighters. It's an incredible song. We'll send it to you guys so you can hear it. And Jeff Batson, um, Eric Haynes and Jeff Batson, Batson and Haynes. But Jeff wrote this tribute song and, and, I've seen it performed here in, in Mass, and I've seen it performed down at the Nashville Blue, at the Bluebird, which is a pretty big deal if you know that that venue. John has done twice the spoken word, which is the firefighters' uh, prayer in in the uh, in the middle of the song, and it's pretty impressive. And it's pretty you know when you hear it, I, I mean right now the hair standing standing up mm. on my arms, I get goosebumps. It's pretty impressive to hear him do it. Number one, he brings a Boston accent to a Nashville song, which is pretty incredible. But um, when you hear the words of the song, it's pretty amazing. And, and I think more firefighters should hear that song uh, and, and the public should look up to them the way the song does. Uh, 
So we'll so send you, that over to you. Yeah, we'll send that over to you. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of it? It's called Don't Call Me a Hero. That's right. You know, nobody writes better songs than country, country artists. They, 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 they write the best story songs ever. ever. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's true. So, again, we want to thank you guys for taking the time. We know that you've been busy putting this show together. It's definitely a show people don't want to miss. Again, the dates it, of the show. November 11, November 12, November 13. Awesome. And then Johnny Pizzy. I mean, Johnny, you got shows coming up. And how, how do people find out about what you got going on? Um, well, I, I should up, I haven't updated my website. But, you know, I'm at Giggles two weekends uh, a month. Yeah. And uh, I've been there for 34 years. I helped start Giggles 34 years ago. Yeah. And uh, so that's always been great. Yeah. But I do a lot of traveling. I mean... Um, I, I have two big. Sh- I have two shows this Saturday night in Haverhill. Ooh. Any any other venues uh, that that you're working with right now? You have any oh, other big well, shows coming up? Well, there? I'm I'm going to be in New Jersey uh, November fourth and fifth at Catch a Rising Star. I'm going to be headlining Excellent. there. Then the week after, wonderful. Uh, There's songs. You're back here. Songs live on. <laughs> yeah, I it, I can't wait to see what you guys have put together. I know there's We're a lot of work it. into it, and I really can't wait to see your Beatles tribute. It sounds like it's really going to be something special. Going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Great. I can't wait. I, I I can't wait. It's like, um, get me on that horse. I'm, I can't wait. Get, get me on that horse. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Well, again, you're listening to Musicians and Beyond Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, and what else, Mark, do we got? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, 24 countries. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing good. So uh, we want to thank you guys again for coming in. And uh, we want to thank you guys for being our friend. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you. It's an honor being your friend.